Before we start the episode, I wanted to let you know that we are hosting a Hamburger Generation storytelling event during Ramadan this year. It's going to be on April 16th at One Life Kitchen and Cafe at Dubai Design District. Please come through, try to make it. It's a great opportunity for us to connect with our fans and listeners. And One Life is going to be hooking us up with some amazing suhoor menu. For all the details, please check our Instagram page. Everything is on there. And we hope to see you there. He's like, I'm about to stick a tube, man. I'm, yeah. like, oh! I'm like, what do you mean stick a tube? He's like, I'll stick a tube, bro. I'm no. Like, I'm like, oh, no. you know what? Fuck it. I've got tubes sticking out of me everywhere, man. Just oh, fucking do it, dude. Oh, no. Welcome to a new episode on Hamburger Generation Gilil Hamburger. Our good friend Sammy Sasso joins us with a story about his lungs that have taken him on multiple challenging situations across the UAE and Lebanon. Stay tuned to the end for a short story by me and Isra as well. Enjoy! Uh, yo, I don't know if you know this, Isra, but uh, back in the day, me and Mo used to skateboard with Sammy. Yeah, around Murdoff, yeah. Oh, you guys used to have a skate crew up to no good. <laughs> we got that sick picture of me doing that, like, clearing that huge gap. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, maybe. Wait, I can't remember something like that. I didn't that. actually land a trick, but the picture was so cool because, like, I'm, like, flying and, like, the board's, like, under me. And, like, oh, shit. <laughs> it, it, might nice. be, it might be posted in the website that me and Mo worked on. <laughs> Definitely. I remember Jaws. that website. Yeah, I remember that. Jackasses <laughs> on wheels. wheels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Definitely, it's definitely up there. I remember it was like one of the main pictures. I think uh, it's so cringy. Yeah. <laughs> it is for us. For us, Sammy was the guy who could ollie the highest. Yeah, we like, he's like, that's pretty much the only man. thing I could do. I could do like he ollies over molly. five skateboards. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> it was good, man. And then I broke my board and I couldn't buy another one, so that's why I stopped skating. <laughs> Nobody believes me when I tell them I used to skateboard. They're like, no, you didn't. I'm like, what do you mean? No, I didn't. It's like, oh. <laughs> refer them refer them to this podcast episode yeah <laughs> anyway, i testify sammy sasso skateboards you think the website still exists no i tried to check it like years years ago uh. but it was gone oh yeah you guys didn't renew like the yeah the subscription or something got erased for the url probably yeah <laughs> yeah somebody else was like damn i really want jaws <laughs> <laughs> And Sammy used to also be on our bus. We used to be on the yeah, bus. Yeah, we used Major to go to bus. school. Yeah, that was uh, that bus, man. I used to get in there, sleep, <laughs> wake yeah. up. I remember once when I I was sleeping and I woke up halfway through the bus ride to school, and to me in my head, day is gone, and I was dri- and we were driving back. <laughs> so when I woke up, I was like super dazed and confused. I'm looking at the clock. I'm like seven. I'm like, what is it? Seven p.m. What the hell? Like it was one of those like, oh, the day's about yeah. to start, man. No, take me back to bed, man. What is this? Uh, I'm a photographer. Been here most of my life. We reached here in like 1996 with a family, and I've been here ever since. Here being the UAE. Here being the UAE. In case, yeah. Oh, we're going international? Mm. Oh, you don't even <laughs> want to know. <laughs> Actually, our audience is number one from Saudi. Oh, Wallah. Not. Yeah. <laughs> look, he turned on cool. the Arabic. Uh, Wallah, assalamu alaikum, ya shabab. Good luck. 
yeah, um, studied photography in AUD and then just did photography after I graduated, assisting, you know, the usual progression, be an assistant for a few years and then be a photographer. Uh, mainly shoot events, obviously cars. I love cars. I'm a big petrol head. Cars is like my religion. I love mm. cars, cars, cars. Eat, breathe, drive is my motto. And yeah, and I've known you guys for like ever, man. It's been a, it's been a long time since we hung out. Um, so it's good to catch up over this uh, pleasant podcast chat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really glad I, I went through like all the people I follow on Instagram. I'm like, oh, Sammy, let's hit him up. <laughs> I hit up like 10 <laughs> other people. Yeah, yeah, Nobody replied. Only Sammy did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, I'm always so up I'm for very, a podcast. I'm I, very thankful, Sammy. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I, I feel like I <laughs> still do have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> So one day I'm out uh, having, uh, not having, I was out playing some pool with some friends and Q Club. I don't know if you remember Q Club. Yeah, remember I remember Q Club. Q Club. Yeah. <laughs> I used to live in that place, man. Uh, playing pool and then suddenly I'm getting this pain in my back. Felt like deep in the muscles, you know. I was like, oh, maybe I did like a weird movement, you know, trying to mm. hit the cue or whatever. And it started getting more and more intense. I started getting dizzy. And at one point, it was just like, I was like super dizzy, almost all, like couldn't... All at, at, while playing pool? While playing pool, yeah. Like at some point, I stopped obviously playing pool. And I was like, what the fuck? I was super dizzy, super like feeling bad, cold sweats, pale. How old are you at this point? At this point, I'm about I'm about 20 years old. So okay. this is a fair amount of time, like 15 years ago. Go to the bathroom in the Q Club, puke my guts out. I remember I had like a hot dog that day. So it was just like... And I and there was, the bathrooms were busy, so I had to puke it in the sink. It was just like... Shit. Go outside, fucking whatever. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Tell my friends, okay, guys, we just gotta do something about it. Let's go to the hospital. And the closest one was American Hospital, right? Right next to Q Club. I get in there in the ER. At that point, I kind of calmed down a little bit. Breathing felt like a bit restricted, mm-hmm. and all the sweats and everything had calmed down. So I was like feeling okay. And I did a scan, and they realized that what had happened to me was this thing called spontaneous pneumothorax. And what it is, is what. I remember them explaining to me. I don't quote me on this. For so it's a birth defect. It happens to tall, skinny people, which is me. Uh, b- bubbles of air form on the lung. All right. Eventually, at one point, that one bubble would pop, and obviously, all the air of the lung kind of just uh, all the air comes out of the lung. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the lung is like a balloon. You take a breath, it inflates back up. But obviously, this air is now stuck in the rib cage. Mm. so it stops the lung from kind of expanding once you take the next breath so that gives you shortness of breath and i got pretty lucky that it happened at one lung at a time some people get both lungs which in turn they can't breathe properly which in turn gives them an oxygen deficit oxygen deficit so that affects other stuff right your brain or whatever you whatever uh, and did you know that you had this birth no defect? i had no idea no no that was the first time it had ever happened to me in that sense you know that was the first time it really and showed previous itself. to that you have no breathing issues no nothing. breathing issues no nothing it was just life as usual okay um and we're like, okay, what's the solution, doctor? And doctor's like, two solutions. So according to the x-ray, they were like, it's not an imminent uh, danger. There's air that's stuck in your lungs. Not, it's not threatening anything. Um, because obviously it's, it could put pressure on things, you know. So you can either, if you feel like you're really in pain or whatever, we could cut a little cut, put a literally like a valve in there, like a literal valve and just go open the tap and let it go pss- and then eventually the lung just comes back up and I did life as usual. Uh-huh. Or you wait, sit, sit out a few days and then the, naturally the body uh-huh. uh, absorbs the oxygen. Obviously, I was like, fuck getting cut. <laughs> Sorry, can I swear? <laughs> yeah, 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 you can. I was like, fuck getting cut. Let's just sit. So they monitored me for like a day or two. 
at the hospital, uh, which was a bit unnecessary, I think. They could have like sent me home. You know, I think we paid a lot for that room. Mm. Well, the insurance did. Mm. That's how it works, baby. That's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I did sit and I, I sat a few days in, a, in the room and they monitored me and obviously oxygen levels or whatever, whatever. Everything was okay. Good, 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 good. And they uh, discharged me. So what, were you like concerned for yourself? Or were you like, oh, this will work itself out? Like, what was your I attitude was very, towards it? I mean, I was very young at the time, so I didn't really think much about it. I was just like, okay, this is just happening. Like, concerned, like, when am I hanging out with my friends again? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a 20 year old Am I going to be of? the weak one who, like, went to hospital? You know, like, no, no. Um, no, not really. I was just, I think the second time around when, when it got serious and they did the surgery, uh yeah i was like holy fuck okay this shit is real you know mm. this shit is serious you know because this one they obviously didn't cut me up didn't do anything they just barely they barely just took like an x-ray you know yeah so obviously because i didn't do anything the first time didn't resolve the problem a month or two later i traveled to beirut for the summer mm-hmm. i think i'd strained myself that day we were walking uphill or something uh, we we're just walking around me and my friend and I got back to his place and I started feeling the same kind of discomfort, the same kind of sharp pain. He, had, I, I feel what I realized, because this happened like fucking three times. What I would realize is it would hurt when the lung is kind of going down, when it's deflating. But then khalas, once it's down there, it just becomes a bit, um, a bit tight to breathe mm. and everything's all right. You know, the pain, there's no real pain or anything. I, was fami- I familiarized myself with the pain, unfortunately. With that kind of, I was like, oh shit, okay. And I kind of sat and I was like, oh damn. I'm like, you know what? Doctor said, if you feel any other pain, just go to the, go check it out. You know, it's not worth, uh, it's... Uh, so you were you were thinking to yourself, oh, here we go again. Oh, here we go again. Uh, but, I was thinking to, but I was thinking to myself, here we go again. You know, oh, I'm going to sit in the hospital for two days and they're going to not do anything and whatever and life's going to be good, you know? And do you know if the first, from the first time you sit in the hospital, do you know if that bubble had resolved itself? Like, did you go back and check on it or... No, no, not really. Just things were okay in the things end. Things were okay in the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I didn't go back for checkup, no, no. Okay, fine. Um, they discharged me with, with uh, thumbs up and they were like okay you can go and okay and i traveled and i think i had to wait like a month or two before traveling because of like obviously air pressure or whatever so you're in lebanon i'm in lebanon happens. and this happens again obviously i called my mom because my mom was there i was like hey mom i'm feeling this whatever whatever meet me at the auh uh, american university hospital uh get there get into the er and this is where shit starts going crazy man like get there oh, still obviously at this point again i'm feeling like okay you know and they take the x-ray and I'm sitting there in the ER in my little, it's not really cubicle because it's like a big area, so it's divided by curtains, curtains right? Yeah. The first incident that made me go, what the fuck? And I'm in an ER, you know, was that this lady, group of people. So every, this is to me all is happening like behind these curtains, right? So I can only hear what's happening. Mm. And this group of people just kind of get like rushed into the, into the one next to me. And I'm just hearing people crying and people like sobbing and people doing whatever. Suddenly, I'm hearing this woman like super crying really hard, and then she suddenly like just goes quiet and just goes like "la, mamat," and no, he didn't die, he didn't die. Apparently, her husband had just died of a heart attack in the hospital, mm. and she was going crazy, wow. and she had like literally just like not dementia. What's the word for it? Like, like a nervous breakdown. Yeah, kinda. And apparently, like they had to give her like sedative, mahedde or whatever. But the way her tone just changed, like when she was saying like "la." Mamet, you know, I was like, whoa, dude, okay, I'm in an ER, shit is real, oh. what the hell's going on here, and apparently there was this kid, my brother was telling me there was this kid that came in with glass eyes, he had taken some shit, and it was like, he was just like, and like the doctor was looking at him, he's like, and his mom was, he was like talking to his mom, you need to tell me what he took so I know how to treat him and whatever, like when I heard all these stories, I was like, what the hell, 
and then suddenly it's my turn. Curtains flies open, and all these doctors rush me, and they start like taking off my clothes and shit. I'm like, whoa, 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 what the fuck's going on? They're like, we have to cut you now. We have to like let the air out immediately because your heart is now moved like seven centimeters or some shit like that to one way because the the air that was stuck in the rib cage just put pressure on it, right? Oh shit! But to wow. me, I'm feeling okay. You know, like I'm all right. And these guys, I just start doing the ER shit. You know, they put, take off all my clothes except my boxers. They put this like obviously. Uh, those, that, those the, blue, the blue cloth thingies they put them over obviously oh, yeah. put a little cut over here so they put, did an incision just here and I remember it being uh, being a student obviously because it's an American university so a student was the guy doing the cut right and it was hilarious because I could hear the I could hear the doctor going like control your knife control your knife because like, <laughs> obviously there's like maybe this much that's that's under anesthetic right yeah. and the other part is like because they didn't make me sleep completely and the guy's just like going, going. And at one point he goes over and I just, and I didn't want to like, because obviously I understood the entire story. I didn't want to go like, ah, so I just went like, and he goes like, oh, okay. <laughs> and the doctor goes like, all right, all right, okay, that's enough, that's enough. And that was like the okay part because obviously then they had to stick a tube inside, right? To let the air out. And obviously they got to get through the ribs, you know? So they have to put the tube in between the ribs and that was the fucking, that was, that was so painful. No, no amount of anesthetic can stop that, you know? Even though they cut, they put a needle inside, they put an anesthetic inside. And then they like pretty much forced the tube in there. Wow. And I'm just, at that point, that was when like I fucking like, I remember holding this guy, whoever it was, because I couldn't see. I just grabbed this guy's hand and I'm like, like just, I think I heard him going like, oh, I fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. You know, like oh. it, was just, it was so painful. That was like the most painful thing I've probably ever experienced. So a tube and then they like what, puncture no, the they balloon? No, they just, they had to go through the, through the ribs so that the tube kind of lives in. Uh-huh. So they can't just go because there's a skin, right? So they can't just go there. They have to like crack the ribs and get through uh, so that it's in the rib cage wow. and it lets the air out, right? Okay. Isn't that like what a gunshot is? Like Kinda, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, pretty much. Man, look, it fucking hurt, man. That's all I remember. That's I was like okay the entire time until like I just stuck the tube in there, yeah. you know. And he was like, yeah, Take yeah. a deep breath. I'm like, Fuck. Like, man, he's like take a deep breath yeah you're talking about, well that's the fucking reason why i'm here because yeah. i can't <laughs> no i take a deep breath so that the lungs expand right so the ribs expand as right, well so yeah. it's easier for him to get in there um and then immediately after you put it do you feel like breathe? yeah immediately after he put it and then they literally so the, the tube was connected to a little valve literally a valve and the guy just went like opened it and you could hear it going wow whoa and to me, I mean, it didn't feel better for the lung because I just got this thing stabbed in my ribs and I was just like, you're feeling pale. that pain. I'm feeling that pain. And I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking dick. And obviously I was standing like that and I'd like, and they obviously quickly stitched it up so that they can like, so it could hold. Right. And they kept it there for like, I think, yeah, they kept it there overnight. So, and I remember obviously all the family members coming in, they look on their faces when they walk in, you know, and I was just like, can we not like just fuck off and like come to me tomorrow or something, you know? Uh, can can I just say one thing? Yeah, <laughs> dude. During this experience, literally everything that you shouldn't be hearing and seeing, yeah, you saw yeah, and yeah. heard, like like death and yeah. and people screaming, glass eyes. Yeah, yeah, man. It was like, man, it was yeah. a hospital. I mean, what do you? Yeah, it was yeah. it was it's a, a real an hospital. ER. Yeah, yeah. It was. it's a trainee cutting you up, and the yeah. guy's like, <laughs> control the knife, control the knife. Man, that was so funny. <laughs> Yeah, then he moved me to the room upstairs. Was your family like freaking out when they? Yeah, came? mom was like super scared, obviously, but she was mom. She's used to her kids getting into dumb trouble like that. Like, 
So she was worried. Obviously, she's a mom. She's yeah, worried. Of but she wasn't like completely freaking out. No, no, no. She was like, no, I'm in good hands. She felt more like sorry for me rather than, uh. and you know, like. Okay, so then now you're in the hospital. Now I'm in the hospital. I'm in the room. Not, not, not much. I'm eventful. Obviously, slept, passed out. Woke up the, woke up the next day to the pain because the anesthetic wore out. And so it was just pure, no painkillers, nothing they'd given to me. So it was just pure pain. Like it was like, I was like bashing my hand on the fucking thing. I was ready to rip it out. You know, it was like really, really painful. Ah. Uh, sorry for like the gruesome. No <laughs> I told you it was a bit R-rated. <laughs> uh, eventually they stick me with a bunch of, they, they f- fill me up with a bunch of meds and uh, everything goes well you know, in terms of the pain. And then obviously they're like, all right, we need to operate because we need to clear all these bubbles, right? Because there's a, not just one, there's a few of them around. So the procedure for the surgery is basically they get in there with a the little looking through. So it's just like they, an incision. They get in there with the tube and everything is done through the tube, right? They, they insert the tools, the, the, the little camera thing. Mm. It's pretty crazy, the technology these days, right? They can do all of that shit just through this like, through a hole like this big, you know? Yeah. And everything gets in there, a little snippy thing, a little cutting thing, a little camera thing, like everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. But like, what are they going to do? They're going to pop the bubbles? Pop the bubbles, uh, scrape them off, and then they apply synthetic glue. And then they scrape the ribs as well. So they create a minor wound as well so that when it heals, it scars and it sticks together. Like it becomes scar tissue. Okay. But because the lung is glued to the rib, now if there's ever again another leak, it'll just be localized, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the lung cannot detach itself, you know, it cannot deflate. Yeah. So it becomes localized. And it's just like, a, it feels like a pressured pain for like a day or two, depending on how how severe the leak is, you know. I've had them, like, maybe a handful, honestly, since the two operations. That was my first time getting any kind of, like, major operation, right? So, to me, it was all, like, very, what the hell is going on? And that's, and that, that's hospital is very, it's a bit eerie because it's old, right? It's really old. Mm-hmm. It's, like, from the from the late 1800s, I think they, they founded the university, at least. And I'm pretty sure the, the hospital didn't come long after. So, it's obviously an old building that's been restored and renovated over the years, but it has that, you know... Shit's been mm-hmm. here for like 100 years, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I remember going, go, I remember going down to the basement because that's where the radiology department was. So to do, like I was doing like two x-rays a day or something. And it was literally like something out of a movie, you know, like because it was super late at night and I'm sitting there in the wheelchair and lights flickering and the guy's like, I'll be back, you know, to go do some paperwork or something and leave. And I'm like, oh, okay, this place is kind of creepy. You know? <laughs> like haunted a, hospital. Uh, you're in a dungeon yeah, or something. Dun- yeah, man. <laughs> no, but uh, bless them. They really, they really, they're, they treated me well. I don't mean to like, trash talk anybody at the hospital i mean just again it's just an old place right it's an old building you know mm. and the surgery itself was successful obviously really so getting into the or and i'm very much a big fan of like high-tech stuff and, and big machinery and kind of this upper so i was like to me when i rolled when they rolled me and i was like oh cool man. Uh-huh. this is like <laughs> cars in a hospital yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah speaking of that like it's crazy to think about the human body as like such it is such a mechanical thing absolutely yeah yeah it's got lubrication it's got like you need to feed it with fuel and it's got like a neuron it's got like an electrical system it's got a an engine it's got like everything you know it's got True. a brain a computer you know it's it's everything um, yeah, like and you when have to you're your... saying when you're saying they needed to just let the air out like tss. yeah it's like it's like i don't know it's like a yeah like a valve that went wrong or something like <laughs> i don't know you can definitely compare it to 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 machines And your heart like shifted back to where it should be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think once they deflated in the ER, it was just like instant, you know, because the air is just out. Okay. Yeah, they just let me out a few days later. I can't remember actually how long I stayed after in there. At any point during your experience with the first surgery, the second surgery, did you think, because I'd imagine like a young kid at 
20 years old thinking like why the hell is this happening to me you know funny enough no not really okay the second time that happened i had a good idea why because i was really unhealthy at that point like Mm -hmm. i was spending too much time in q club eating next to nothing sleep deprived food deprived malnutrition Mm. it was a weird phase of my life in university when i was just like depressed slash didn't give a shit about anything except playing world of warcraft you know mm. that game just like <laughs> fucked so many people's lives man uh, <laughs> so i think that aggravated it and it right. really led to that i think i believe in that you know like it was entirely my fault i could have avoided it by being a bit more healthy a bit more like a bit better taking care of myself you know i've never been the kind of guy who does take care of himself but i could have been a bit more aware you know that was like eating twix and coke for dinner for like ever you know like it was really bad Twix and Coke. Yeah, me. people like people still like people who used to hang out with back then. They still make fun of me for that, you know, because like, I still kind of eat it as like my dessert and my sweet thing, you know. But back then it was like my dinner, you know, like because I was broke because I was spending all my money in Q Club. Sure. I was a university student. My my parents barely gave me any money. So I remember one thing after the first surgery that really uh, that I realized what people would say post operation depression, and I remember really feeling it really hard. I remember going like, "All oh, life is never going to be the same again." I'm forever changed now and like being super sad about it. I remember crying one night. It was like, it was one of the very few times I just cried out of nowhere, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, as a man, we don't cry, you know. <laughs> no. um, so, and I was also in Lebanon. So it was like, uh, you know, I wasn't at home, you know, so it was like strange, not strange land. I mean, Lebanon's where I'm from, but it's not my home, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. so you don't have that comfort zone to kind of retreat into and just relax, you know. So I was sleeping on a fucking mattress because we didn't fit uh, in the room because we were living at my grandma's house at the time. And it was like very real, you know, that post-op uh, depression and just like suddenly realizing, oh, that was like a major thing you just went through, you know, like it was a actual full-on surgery to put you to sleep and shit you know like but i quickly bounced back from that came back to dubai and lived the life normal adi 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 and then i think like two years later i think i was yeah just hanging out again just normal it was i think this one just by itself it just kind of happened went to the doctors and he said okay no worries um so you knew what it was right away i knew time. what it was right away yeah, yeah, yeah. same pain same whatever but it's on the right hand side mm. Mm. And I went to the ER and I remember he there and then plugged the valve in and that I took home with me. That was pretty fucking weird because. What? So it was the same thing, except he put it in and it kind of like, and I felt that that one was really, because he didn't put much anesthetic. So I could feel the the, the tube slide all the way up to here, you know, mm. on the inside. Mm. Like I was like, wow, that's fucking weird. And he put it there. He kind of stitched it together so that it stays. And he took it home. He's like, "Take, go home, let it leak. Every once in a while, put it in water so they can see if it bubbles, if it's still leaking, you know? Whoa. I was like... Wait, which hospital is this? It sounds like... This is AUH. <laughs> no, uh, sorry, American University, American Hospital here. AUH. What? I I would assume they would like love to keep you in yeah, for a yeah, night. Yeah, same, same. But I think he was like, because of the history... He was like, oh, this dude's used to it, you know? Like, <laughs> I'll send you oh, home with a tube pro. with a valve, you know? Like, <laughs> That's, like, dangerous. Uh, also, just have know, also, Yeah, but, but I mean, it wasn't that, like, crazy. It was, like, protruding, like, this much, maybe. <laughs> Don't downplay. I just, man, to me, I was just like, you know, here we go again kind of thing. Yeah, you know? But then when I came back to get it removed, he did another x-ray. And then he noticed that there was the inner part of the lung, which is about here on the inside, like... 
it's weird. sometimes weird to describe it like because it has to be in 3D. So that part was like completely damaged due mm. to smoking slash the too many bubbles on it. It was just fucked, right? Uh, and they had to take it out. So they had to do surgery. Where I had to literally cut a part of my lung out. So like I have a Whoa. piece like missing in there somewhere. I don't know if you can see where I'm where I'm pointing at. Like at your lung. Yeah, but like it's on the inside. It's like just you know how the lung is like the inner side. It's kind of like that. So just like this entire chunk was like out, and it made it easy slash complicated for them to to pick out which part because when they did the X-ray, sorry, they did an MRI at one point because they really wanted to know what they were getting into. They found out that somewhere in my development as a fetus in my mom's belly, uh, there's a big artery that did not make its way all the way to the to the trachea. It's supposed to live there. Mm-hmm. and supply blood like that it just stopped halfway through and the lung kind of developed and split in half right so this guy's like fuck i need to go past this artery to get to that place that i want to operate in you know Damn. so that made things like extra complicated and apparently also like a birth defect or whatever um uh, yeah because they the way they do it is they put the i don't know what they, they call that like the 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 scope like the scope the, yeah, yeah yeah something like it that. has to go through the artery yeah it has to go under to it reach. like it has to go under it and he yeah. doesn't want to like move it or anything because like one of the main ones right okay. so uh-huh. and the doctor was having a field day with it because apparently there's not been much uh recorded in the sense where there was the same situation where someone had to operate with the same hmm. uh, defect uh, where they had done it with the scope thing right hmm. so i think i think from what he told me when i remember the last recorded one was like in the 70s and they had to do it like open heart you know they had to like oh my god so the guy's like 50 50 chance we're gonna go into the into the or and if i can't do it through the scope i don't have to crack you open and just do it that way like rip and your I'm ribs like, open yeah 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 whoa, whoa, like, whoa. what the fuck man 50 50 50 50 he would only know when he's in right yeah uh, when he sees through the thing uh, knock on wood, thankfully, very skilled doctor. He managed to do everything through the through the scope. Um, but I remember when I come when I came out, I had all these markings on my back for like where they were gonna cut or whatever if they had to, right? I think they were gonna do it through the back, not through the chest, oh, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah, the part was more towards the back. Yeah. And obviously, because this doctor was doing a case study on it, because it was one of the first times this procedure has been done, at least as far as he knows, uh, as far as I knew. So obviously recorded the whole thing, uh, did a paper about it, gave me a whole bunch of free shit like MRIs and x-rays and whatever just so he could log it into his mm. uh, case study, right? And he would like slip me in between appointments and the MRI, I remember it was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> he'd, be, like, okay. he'd be like, come to me in a week and I'll just call us, I got you and we'll do it quickly or whatever. Because uh, you were helping him out. Because I was helping him out. Um, cool. The last I remember of the situation that was happening here was that it filled with water, obviously, which is the body's first reaction to... Uh, an empty space within itself, right? It fills it with water just so that's not air, you know? And he was like, that's a good thing. Khalas, now this space kind of just is filled and now it's good, you're good. Uh, and he did the same procedure where he kind of put uh, popped all the little bubbles and did the whole bruising thingy and then he glued the ribs, to the lungs to the ribs. And that was the end of that from what I knew that was the end of that because khalas, they're both now glued to the fucking ribs. Khalas, no more fucking problems. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this again, guys. Let's not, <laughs> let's not do this again, yeah. please. At least, the, at least the one in uh, in an American hospital wasn't as like intense as AUH because in, in Beirut it was very like in the in the ER they were like oh, rushing me and it was very like shock shock. Here at least I was like okay, here we go again. Time to kind of think about it and be prepped mentally and whatever. True. Yeah, you know what to expect as well. Know what to expect. Uh, although when I came out of the surgery the second time, all I remember thinking was when I woke up from the thing the anesthetic, 
I remember just saying, just like drugs, 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 <laughs> painkiller, painkiller. And I remember someone was going like, and I was like, passed out. And I wake up, drugs, drugs. I was in so much pain, man. It was like, because obviously, like, it's a lot of bruising of the ribs, right? These ribs, it was the part that hurt the most. And I remember they gave me morphine, which was the very first time I'd taken morphine in my life. And I remember in Beirut, they gave me, I think, a few notches below morphine, which is like tramal or something just above that. Yeah. Which is pretty strong in itself. Um, Tramadol, right? Yeah, but like the liquid version of it. Uh, so it's intravenous, obviously. But morphine is like, man, I would not recommend that shit for any, to anybody. It's like, it's great at killing the pain, but it just fucks with you like in all kinds of ways. Like you don't sleep properly. You get these weird day, night, nightmares, sleep, not sleeping, aware of what's happening around you, but not. And you're half a, like, it's so yeah. fucking weird. And they gave me like this thing. It was sitting obviously in like a little stand thing. And it was like a big needle. It was like a huge fucking syringe full of morphine. And they gave me a little button. And they were like, if you ever feel pain, just press the button, right? And obviously it had like a cool down, right? So you don't like overdose on it because it can easily yeah. overdose. So it was like when it's lit green, it means you can press it. You're in the clear. You're in the clear, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I remember for like maybe two days, only thing that I could that I was thinking of was I would open my eyes and I would see if this thing was green. If it was green, I would just go, poof. Yeah. <laughs> I like pass out. <laughs> and I was drinking water and, and getting shots of morphine for like two days straight, man. I wasn't so much, I didn't want to think about anything. I just want like, I just want this to be over. And eventually I was like, I got tired of it. And obviously they were like, okay, enough morphine, take you <laughs> off of it. And just to show you how strong that, how addictive it is, they took me off and I started, and I got spots on my leg from uh, withdrawal. Hmm. like i got i got itchy yeah, yeah i got yeah. like these warts or whatever the fuck they were they just appeared out of nowhere on my legs just because like instantly instantly your body got hooked to it you know like it's so crazy like how, how this shit is like just given to people you know a little incident incident that happened to me while i was under the influence was i really needed to piss man and i'm sitting there and I really needed to piss, man, because I was drinking water and just more. And it's been like two days; I hadn't done anything, I hadn't gotten up from the bed, I hadn't done anything. And I had this little whatever those little uh, cups that you piss into, right? So oh, you don't have to get yeah. up, right? Right. Okay. Um, so I took it, tried to piss a little bit in it, and what, it, what I would obviously I didn't realize that my abs were like clenched the entire time because I'm on morphine. I can feel them, so my abs were like. Like so you're flexing. Yeah, it's flexing. It was just super flexing, and I, and then when I tried to like relax my lungs would obviously kind of relax as well ah, that would hurt a lot you know even ah. even though i was under the morphine so i'm sitting there trying to figure this out you know i would kind of force the piss out like okay maybe it'll like eventually flow you know and in the moment i would kind of relax for it to flow oh fuck this is oh man fuck i was like okay you know what maybe if i like pushed myself up a little bit sat a bit upright you know kind of like because i was literally lying down trying to mm. do that tried to do that and obviously being an idiot spilled all the piss all over me and i was like fuck man, oh, okay, man. shit yeah. I have to deal with that. So I ring up the dude. And this is like late at night. So whoever was on night shift, bless him, this guy, man. <laughs> he was a, I think it was an Australian nurse. Uh, he was the guy on shift that day. And he comes in. He's like, yo, what's the deal? I'm like, hey, man, I got to piss. And I can't piss. Help me out. He's like, okay, we'll get the guys to come clean the bed. And maybe we'll try standing up now. I'll help you out and whatever. Because I was still hooked up to all kinds of shit. So he helped me up. We tried to piss. Wouldn't come out. Wouldn't come out. Wouldn't come out. Wouldn't come out. And I was like man i really need to piss dude like you gotta help me he's like okay let me get one of those ultrasound thingies let me just check how much is in there exactly if we can wait maybe till tomorrow because i think it was like one of the last days i was on the morphine 
So by the time tomorrow, if you sleep it off, tomorrow morning you'll feel a bit better. Maybe you'll let it out. I was like, okay, whatever. He does the ultrasound. He's like, no, this needs to come out now. It's a lot. You know, he's like, it's, it could damage your bladder. Whoa. And I'm like, so what's the solution, dude? He's like, I'm going to stick a tube, man. I'm yeah, like, like a catheter. <gasps> I'm like, what do you mean stick a tube? He's like, I'll stick a tube, bro. I'm no. Like, I'm like, no. you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I've got tubes sticking out of me everywhere, man. Just fucking do it, dude. Oh, no. And obviously, because I was on the morphine, I didn't feel anything. But it was just weird, you know, just like, okay. And this dude, the look on his face, he was just like, it's three in the morning, man. The last thing I want to do is stick a tube in someone's dick right now. Like, Get the fuck out of here. And, and he was like, okay, he did it. He went, got the lube and everything, and he put it in. And I was just sitting there going like, are you done? He's like, yeah, yeah. And he picks up this bag, and it's like already like half full of piss. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, you're not going to feel it because it's like just a straight tube all the way to your, to your like bladder, you know? Yeah. Holy um, moly. I'm surprised they didn't have a catheter in from the beginning. No, yeah, because because I did because I didn't pee for like 2 days, man, you know? Like it was just sitting there. And um Oh man. And then the guy was just like, "Okay, operation done, whatever, everything's done." And he kind of like he's walking out and he's like looking at the papers and he kind of turns to me, he's like, "Ah, oh, Happy birthday, man. <laughs> he walks out. And I was like, I'm like, a joking, dude. I was like, yeah, it's my birthday today, man. Fuck this. Fucking <laughs> getting this dude putting a tube in my dick, man. I literally had like the midnight stroke, you know. Not the midnight, it was a bit later. Um, dude, what, what a what a like cherry. Cherry on top. Cherry and it was on like, top of that whole Yeah, thing. it was like a thing out of a movie. Like literally like out of a sitcom or some shit. Like the guy timed it so well. Like, <laughs> And the next day they came and obviously they pulled it out and everything. And... Um, and since then it's been okay i mean the the real long-term downsides of it is that i can't strain myself physically not that it's the only time it's i really felt it is i was walking uphill and i was carrying a bag and what tends to happen is the lungs sorry the the rib cage is gonna want to expand further than the lungs can actually expand Mm -hmm. because of your heavy breathing and obviously because they're stuck, they're just like going along for the ride and it hurts, you know, because it's like, mm. oh, fuck. So that one, like, I had to sit down for like 15 minutes. I was like, oh, this really hurts. But other than that, no, I do sports, a lot of sports. Uh, a lot of, I don't do a lot of sports, but I do physical activities. But <laughs> these days I've been going to the gym, you know, new year, new me kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I was about to ask, have you, are you changing your lifestyle? Are you becoming more healthy? Well, I mean, the second surgery when I was 23 years old. So that's like 15 years ago, you know, like 13, 12 years ago. So after that, uh, yeah, I took a bit more care of myself. And after that, I was like, I got a bit more serious about uh, studying and I stopped the gaming uh, as as uh, insanely. You know, I still game. Yeah. It's still uh, one of my biggest hobbies. But I don't, like, with World of Warcraft, I was, like, dedicated. It was like my, it was like, I have to do this. This is my job, you know? <laughs> like, so, no, I just, I was like, I quit. Khalas, I played it casually. And I just, I got a bit better. Yeah, definitely. I got a lot healthier. But every time people tell me, like, ask me about this story or whatever when i tell them the story they just go like so you must hate hospitals now i'm like no man i still think hospitals are one of the coolest places ever i mean obviously it's not the best you don't want to be in a hospital because you're either dying or something bad has happened to you but again i'm like to me like all these gadgets and shit i'm just like i was always like what does this do what does that do it's fascinating it's fine i love i love big machinery i love huge machinery like (laughs) i love going to factories and doing all that kind of stuff you know uh I've I've been to the hospital a bunch of times. I've had multiple surgeries, but I've went through a, a not as serious at all. Uh, but I went through an ACL uh, surgery, reconstructive surgery. Okay. Because I tore my ACL playing football. Okay. One thing I remember when I was uh, in the middle of the surgery, they gave me a, a, an 
what is it called anesthesia yeah and i was asleep but i would wake up and i had this uh, uh, anesthesia doctor who sounded i shit you not like mickey mouse <laughs> i was like, like mickey. <laughs> <laughs> no, thankfully I didn't wake up through any of them. Man. They knocked me the fuck out. Like I woke up like four times and I have a distinctive memory of waking up one time and because I'm like so high and I don't know what the hell's going on, my knee is like I felt like my knee might have been like this, like yeah. uh propped up a bit. And I can see my doctor, but I can't see my knee because they have like a yeah, block partition, yeah. Yeah, partition. And I see my doctor holding a hammer. Yeah, dude. And tuck, 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 hitting my knee with a hammer. <laughs> and I feel, I feel my knee going left, right, left, right. <laughs> but it's so numb. I just like feel it from my hips. Yeah, yeah that yeah. it's going left, you feel right. The vibration, yeah. And like I remember this, but like I saw it and then went back to sleep immediately. And then I woke up and then back in the room, and I later on asked my doctor i was like i have this memory and it stayed with me and i it makes me feel weird like yeah, yeah. dude that's fucking weird yeah. when seeing someone hammering your knee like <laughs> yeah it makes me feel weird i feel like my bones were being hammered yeah i was like and you know that's what they do for nose surgery when like plastic surgery oh they really fucking hammer your nose in yeah yeah dude. they chip it out like, they literally chip it out yeah dude so imagine some guy sitting over your face bah, 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 bah. he's chiseling your <laughs> nose you're like here's my money <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's literally chiseling your nose yeah um uh, and it's facelifting man like uh, they cut the skin and go like it's yeah so fucking weird here's my money so <laughs> mechanical like the yeah. body is so mechanical Yo, uh when you did your knee surgery mm. did they give you the anesthesia through like the drip or in your back oh they gave me through my back like the thing they give uh women when they're about okay, to so give it birth was like waist so the anesthesia is like just down exactly so just you can down. be awake for the surgery yeah, yeah yeah i can be awake but they would put the gas uh yeah, yeah, yeah. just to sleep they're like you don't want to be awake for this yeah and uh but the thing is after the surgery i asked my doctor i was like was there like did this happen he was like there was never a hammer I was like, oh, what the fuck? Okay, so <laughs> I was like, man, I, man, I remember it. Like, I was there. I saw it. Maybe he was lying to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was lying to you. Maybe like in in like the standard practice, they're not allowed to use hammer. Yeah, probably. But he's like, fuck this guy. I hate him so much. And he started <laughs> hammering you, and then you saw him. No, oh, there's no hammer. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, throws man. the hammer out the window. He's been holding the hammer. Like I saw him days later. He's all, oh, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Nancy, Seriously. bury the hammer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like when, when I, because the, the guy in uh, American Hospital, obviously he recorded a lot of it and he took a lot of screenshots of the thing and like has it like step by step and he showed me a, f- a few of them and I was like, can I keep one? Yeah. And he's like, no. I'm like, what do you mean no? He's like, no, you're going to take it to someone else and you're going to ask them if I did a right job and then you're going to like uh, come and fuck me over because they think of something else and what <laughs> I did because obviously it's not a pre- procedure. And I was like, uh, uh, I was like, I promise I won't do it, man. He's like, okay. And he gave me like one, it was like four pictures uh, and I still have it at home somewhere. I remember I framed it and I put it like on my desk. I was like, I'd look at it every day. I'm like, that's your insides, buddy. You know? <laughs> Gross. In case you forgot. <laughs> In case you forgot. Seriously. Uh, yeah, my doctor sent me WhatsApp videos of uh what was going on inside the holy knee shit no we weren't <laughs> there. Your, your doctor had his phone yeah. what is this doctor <laughs> like ah yalla khalas bajib laban al tariq 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 
Yeah, no, it's it's recorded. It's uh, the entire surgery was okay, recorded okay. in video, right. and I don't know how he gets it on his phone. And then he sent me a few videos. Like, that's pretty. That's pretty ingenious, actually. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would want to see the entire thing. Uh, I'm trying to think of my surgery. I, I, I can I see my ACL, and he and the thing is, he has a hook, and, and he's, he's like pulling at it. Yeah, like he's that. like. So this is where we test. So was ACL. there a hammer in the video? No, there was no hammer in the video. Okay, so there was well, no hammer. Well, obviously, he's not going to send in the hammer part. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. He, he didn't out. send me the full surgery. Uh-huh. The surgery was like an hour long. He sent me highlights. <laughs> they too, literally. Like, the best of. The <laughs> literally, literally. So how long was it? Like a minute, two minutes or of highlights or like just a couple of seconds? Oh, the mi- oh, seconds, seconds. Okay, oh, yeah. wow, okay. Like four videos. Each one lasted like 10 seconds or okay, 15. Okay, okay. I mean, that's all you need to see, right? Yeah. Wait, I feel like I kind of have a little surgery story too. So this is like a little surgery. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be sure. one of those burger stories <laughs> episodes. Okay, because you you were talking about um, okay in my latest surgery, C-section to remove okay. a baby. Same thing, you know. <laughs> to remove a baby as if it's like a bacteria. <laughs> Get the baby out of there. Uh, same thing. You're lying down. You're awake, and they take the baby out of you yeah. uh, except my doctor is really good friends with my husband he's like Ammo, and he's like you know he's always like making conversation and the surgery and I'm just yeah. like just <laughs> do your job and get the baby out he's Seriously. like so he'll come and he'll start yeah. talking to me in the middle of the surgery like <laughs> like that and I'll look at his feet and his feet will be like full of blood oh my like god the, Whoa. Uh, the yeah. crocs you know and I'm like oh it's my blood go back <laughs> go back and finish your job Seriously. so this surgery like this last one because I had three Three you got three C-sections. Yes. Oh shit. Um. He like they removed the baby, and then uh, they're like, "Oh, you can't eat anything until you pass gas, because we open the area around the uterus. We have to make sure your intestines are fine and they're working good. Oh. So you can't do anything unless you pass gas, or obviously go to the bathroom and poop, but pass gas initially. So I was like, okay, fine, easy. I can do that, you know. So then I got out of the surgery. I went to the room and they're like, you have to stay on clear liquids. So first day, stayed on clear liquids the whole day, then woke up the next day. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to eat. They're like, no, you can't eat. You got to stay on clear liquids until you pass gas. Second day, stayed on clear liquids the whole day. Nothing. Oh, man. Third day, the doctor came in. He's like, Shusra. and I was like, nothing. He's like, Fihawa. <laughs> and then I was like, nope, there isn't. Third day. The whole day, no gas. Oh, okay, and then like it became like everybody, like my dad would be coming. He's like, "Khalasi Baba, I'meli fast. Baba." I'm like, "Baba, I can't. It's not coming out." And they started giving me all these like crazy laxatives and like in the drip and like I was drinking these fiber drinks. Oh my god! They even gave me like um, what's it called? Tahmili. Tahmili, yeah. But what do you call them? Um. Suppositories. Ah, suppositories, exactly. They get like at one point the nurse came, she gave me like four suppositories. Oh my god! And then I was like, nothing, it's coming out. <laughs> so maybe there's a problem with it that. It was like I was like four days, okay, and I'm I'm like, okay, this is probably really great weight loss. You know, bring <laughs> <The> on program, <laughs> bring on all these liquids. But I, I really want to eat something, you know. Uh, even like the nurses are like, shoo, fishy. Like Fajr called me from Canada, my brother, to be like, oh, congratulations on the baby. So you farted yet? Or <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nah, man, still working on it. And then eventually like, and they were like making me walk back and forth in the hospital, like 
all the nurses giving me high fives like come on you can do it just oh fart that's hilarious <laughs> the entire hospital <laughs> fart exactly <laughs> and then uh, this one nurse like on the fourth day at night she comes and she gra- like i was walking outside she's like tali 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 hon i was like yeah. she's like tali tali kiri kishi inti falastiniya sah i'm like yeah she goes احكي لامك تجبل لك شويه كمون معلقتين كمون هوب طلع الهواء على طول no way. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is like an old Palestinian like recipe. So then, like, like ran back to the room, like, kamun stat. And then I got like a whole bag of kamun and I was just like eating, chugging kamun, like, working up, working up a fart. <laughs> yeah, even though I was like, I don't know if this qualifies as a clear liquid, but okay. So then I had like five spoons of kamun. Gotta say, best fart. No way. <laughs> <laughs> it was like was after like the fart like the nurses were like <laughs> 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 I was calling everyone I, I farted this. bring the food it's pretty messed up celebratory <laughs> event wow I remember they gave me a suppository as well man but it was funny because like I'm sitting and the guy comes like okay but I have to like the man I'm like Yes. <laughs> I'm a bit too so old for this. I was like, so do you have to? He's like, yeah, 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 we have to, we have to, we have to. I'm like, in my head, I was like, okay, I haven't shat in like three days. Maybe it's like they're worried something's like stuck in there. Yeah. And okay, he does it, he does it. And then I get up like 15 minutes later. I'm like, oh, okay, this works really fast, man. I'm getting up to the bathroom, kind of walking slowly because I got some chews. And then this one nurse walks in. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to take a shit. She's like, no, no, that was a painkiller. No. I'm like, what do you mean that was a fucking painkiller? Like, oh. of all the ways you could give me a painkiller, you gotta <laughs> shove it up my ass as well, man. <laughs> For fun. <laughs> For Listen. Let's this, just try it. Yeah. This guy. Like, dude, they, they had like intravenous and they were giving me like pills and shit. I'm like, bro, like, just give me more shit. You know, give yeah. me like Might higher well. grade stuff. Why did they fucking put it up my ass? You know, <laughs> I looked at her. I'm like, you're not stopping me. I'm going to take a shit. But yeah. like, I went to took one of the best shits ever, actually. Like, it was really nice. Like, we already got the urine catheter up there. Yes. Dude, what the fuck? Like, For real. Lebanon was like, the Lebanon, Lebanon was a bit like. Like one thing that was weird as well was when I would ring the nurse the very first time. I'm like, beep. And I'm expecting like someone to walk in, right? I just hear like on the radio. There's like a speaker behind me like, eh, shubadak. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, and I could barely speak. And I'm like, eh, what? I don't remember what I want, like water or something. He's yeah. like, okay, okay, okay. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, and 10 minutes later, he comes back. Hey, dude, like, what if I'm like dying? I can't speak or anything. Like, shubadak. Thank you so much for listening. If you're looking for more episodes, you can always support us on Patreon and unlock exclusive stories. The link to our Patreon is in the description. You can also find us on Instagram where we post funny internet memes all the time. Thanks again, and we'll catch you on the flip side.